Hello, welcome to Persuade You, the podcast where I, Stephen, recommend you, the listener, stuff and things uh, that I think are worth your time in checking out. Um, this is being recorded post-show. Um, I'm trying a new setup for mobile. Um, that way I can knock out episodes more quickly uh, with what you'll soon learn has been going on. Uh, it's really hard to sit down for an extended period of time, um, knock out an episode, get the editing done all while uh, maintaining the other things going on. So this will be at the beginning of the show, and then uh, you'll hear um, the full episode uh, right now. Sorry, it's been a little while. Um, moving, school just started, so that's super busy. Um, but anyways, uh, let's get right down to it. All right, so this week uh, is something that I've really been wanting to do for a while. Uh, I come from a really big tech background, so I'm really into uh, operating systems and what the latest uh, tech news is and uh, and all that stuff. Like I follow it religiously. Like the rumors of the PS5 have me on edge daily. Um, so this week I'm kind of getting back to that, and um, it does fall in line with this podcast, so I wanted to knock this one out. Uh, today I'm going to be going over uh, some of my personal favorite um, apps for iOS, so for iPhones. I will be doing a more generalized uh, app recommendation uh, next time, so if you're not really an iOS fan or you're listening on Android or something, don't worry. I got you guys covered. It's not a big deal. Um, but this week is definitely more along those lines, or if you have friends or family members um, that do have uh, Apple products, you can just forward this to them. So without further ado, let's get right down to it. The first one I'm going to recommend is Apollo for Reddit. Uh, I use Reddit on a daily basis. Um, I don't have Facebook uh, or Instagram, so my main form of social media is Reddit. And I really don't like the, um, the, I really don't like the native Reddit app, uh, mostly because, and this is something you're going to find with a lot of um, apps that you find, whether it's the Play Store or uh, the App Store, Either one, many apps built by large companies, whether it be you know Facebook or YouTube or um, Instagram or, or whatever, um, those are built to run on both Android and iOS, which means that a lot of the functionality and the targeting for one specific platform is lost. And so you can lose a lot of really cool features that way. Um, how the interfaces work and the UI and how um, notifications work, all that stuff is best when it's targeted for that specific operating system. So you lose a lot of the cool, innovative features that you can find um, in, you know, third-party apps dedicated, you know, for that one platform. And that's what Apollo is. That's what m most of these are. 
Uh, Apollo for Reddit is uh, developed by Christian Selig. He uh, has been developing for a long time. And Apollo is so smooth and so clean. Um, there's various app icons. Um, just the layout is super clean. You can choose from like different uh, colored themes in the background to different sounds for notifications. Um, you can choose... Uh, you know, how you're going to filter everything and all of this stuff. Yeah, you can find in the, you know, in the native uh, Reddit app. But here's the difference. There are no ads whatsoever in Apollo. None. There are no ads at all. And that's because it's supported by the users. There are various memberships um, that you can select. And with each one, you get different features or you get all the features, you know, stuff like that. But the, that, that's what makes it so clean looking is when you switch over to the, the native Reddit app, you know, you have, you know, all the different awards and stuff that just kind of clog up a post. So you have, you know, subreddit awards and then you have, you know, different awards for different memberships for uh, Reddit premium and stuff like that. It just gets like super busy. And for me, when I'm scrolling through apps, I want it nice and clean. I don't want a bunch of different things, you know, clogging up the, the post. It just looks bad, in my opinion. So going to Apollo, it's, man, I, I, can't, I can't really describe how clean it looks comparatively. Uh, I know that when I switched over to iPhone from uh, my Galaxy S8, S9, one of those two, the first thing that I did was I did everything within my power to make sure that every app that I had was for iOS. And I downloaded the Reddit app uh, and played around with it for a little bit, and I loathed it. So just take it from me. Apollo for Reddit is just, it's so good. So good. There are a few others. I think uh, Comet is still in development right now, and it takes a lot of the features from Apollo, there's also one called uh, Koala, I think, uh, for Reddit, which also does the same thing. But I think that the, I think Apollo is really great. Um, Christian is also like super active in the Apollo subreddit, which makes it even better because you feel like you have that interaction with the developer and like he's actually there listening. Whereas when you have a suggestion for like the official Reddit app, unless you're in the beta, and even if you are in the beta, you know, they're probably not going to hear you. Uh, or if they do, it's not going to be a feature that's implemented in the next release. Whereas in Apollo, if it's a feature that everybody wants and that post gets, you know, a couple thousand upvotes, or even if Christian reaches out and says, hey, look, guys, I'm thinking about this new, I'm thinking about this new uh, app icon or this new feature, or here's a feature I found in another app. Do you guys want it? you know, the, the community can have a back and forth and that's what makes it really, it feels personalized and it feels, it just feels nice when, you know, your feedback is appreciated or you can actually talk and sit down, basically, you know, quote, sit down. So that's my first one. Went a little long, but there you go. Um, the next one I'm going to recommend is Carrot Weather. I think Carrot Weather is my favorite wet, you know, weather app period. Uh, you know, there's, there's apps, you know, you have like dark sky or you have the native weather app, but once again, it's that third party developer that, you know, dedicates it for the platform that 
takes care to change everything so that it it feels really good and when you open it up it looks really good and the updates that come for carrot weather are mind-boggling there is an update and i'm in the beta for well a bunch of these but uh even so even if you're not the best thing about carrot is that you get so much customization within a weather app you know you think well what what do you need to customize in a weather app? You open it, you check the weather, you're done. But but here's the thing. It's like, not only is there Carrot for iPhone, there's Carrot for Apple Watch, there's Carrot for iPad. Um, I want to say there's a Carrot weather for Mac, but don't quote me. I'm, I'm not entirely sure on that one. Um, but you can change... So Carrot is uh, the AI... Um, that the developer, Brian Mueller, again, you can find him on Twitter or social media, wherever you're looking, um, who developed Carrot. And the, the AI can be super nice and positive and upbeat, or he can be like super sarcastic and like demeaning, or, um, you can also change, uh, how political his comments are. So you can go, um, super far left you can go super far right you can go mid left mid right you can go little left little right or you can go like straight down the middle or you can choose no political and uh every time you open the app there is like a new little comment or a little blurb that you read uh you know from care weather or you can have the app you know speak to you and it will tell you these things you can also change you know dark light mode you can also change the the various app icons um you can control how the widgets look um, on iPhone, iPad, um, or um, the complications on the Apple Watch. Um, so if you go into your Apple Watch settings and you go into the complications, you can see which ones you have for your Apple Watch. Now, a lot of the complications here are for like Series 4 and up. So you have, if you have one like me, I have a Series 3. So unfortunately, I don't get to you know, use those features to their fullest extent on my Series 3 but it's nice to know that they're there whenever I do decide to upgrade. Um, Carrot Weather um, also can either track your location. Um, you can also turn that off and just have like favorite uh, locations that you want to check the weather out from. But there's also like a mini game and achievements in Carrot Weather. So if you um, go to the top left or top right, excuse me, you go to the top right and you hit the down arrow, down arrow you can see um, like trophies and um, locations and stuff like that. And it will give you a hint as to uh, a location. And you will scroll through a world map and find it. And once you tap on it, then you get a new award. And then you also get a new location to go find. So that's pretty cool. It's nice to know that there are like little mini games uh, that you can go find. And that is a great um, transition segue. There we go. That's the word I was looking for into my next app which is uh, for Twitter. It's Twitterific. Uh, once again, Twitter has so many problems, but if you find a solid third-party app, you can really... Again, this is going to sound really dumb, but I swear to you I'm not lying. Coming from the guy that doesn't have Facebook or Instagram or Snapchat, no, I don't have any of that. Uh, but I do have a Twitter. Um, 
And I like it because I like to be able to follow a lot of the scientists or content creators that I really love and podcasts. That way I can get those updates or figure out what they're doing, stuff like that. It feels really cool um, when I can get those updates really fast instead of, you know, worrying about when the next episode is going to come out or when their next video is going to come out or if they're touring, especially for authors. Um, this year, Jim Butcher, one of my favorite authors uh, of the Dresden Files, it's the 20 year anniversary of it. And so I follow his posts, even though he doesn't post very often. This year he is, and he's posting like conventions he'll be attending and tour dates and stuff like that. And so that's really cool. Um, that I can get those updates and none of the toxicity that a lot of uh, Twitter is known for. Um, I did try, and um, this will be a minor shout out, I did try uh, Tweetbot, which is another great iOS uh, Twitter app. But what I found with Tweetbot as opposed to Twitterific is I think Twitterific, in my opinion, has a lot more um, features available. Um, then Tweetbot, and again, it may not, I wasn't in Tweetbot super far, like for a, for a significant amount of time before I found Twitterific. I basically downloaded both of them and uh, went through them. Now, um, Tweetbot isn't free. You do have to pay for Tweetbot. I think it's $1.99 to get it. Um, but Twitterific is free. Um, but uh, it will have a little, um, the, the downside to that is that it does have ads but they're not like they don't take over the whole screen um, and you can do like monthly uh, or yearly or a lifetime subscription I believe uh, and then you're you're good forever um, and don't let that detract from you know what I'm saying again Twitterific for me allows me to write in so many things that I don't want to see in my timeline blocking muting um, it can, you can choose the different fonts that you want to see. You can choose the icons that you want to see. You can choose people's profile pictures, whether you want them squares or circles or none at all. You can choose whether or not you want to see emojis. You can choose whether or not you want to have retweets or not have retweets. There are so many things you can choose within Twitterific that make it fantastic. But like I was saying into the segue is that this, there are hidden games. There's like, uh, there's like a mini, I'm going to say asteroid game because it, it's, you know, it's black and white and it looks very asteroid-esque, but there are hidden games within Twitterific that make it a little, it just make it that much different than another Twitter app. Um, and that's why I really like it. I love how clean it looks. I love uh, the different app icons. Okay. The best hook that I have for Twitterific, there is a baby Yoda app icon. Look, man, if nothing else I say convinces you that Twitterific is dope, having a little Baby Yoda as your app icon is amazing. It is the greatest thing you'll ever see when you unlock your phone. Uh, my next one is an email client, and I think, like many people, finding a good uh, email app is so hard because there is always one thing or two things that just feel a little off or there's one thing or two things that you wish it would do that it didn't or that it does um, for one uh, program or not another that that's my problem with gmail is gmail 
finally got on board with dark mode, but then didn't allow full customization of so many different things that I wanted. And then, uh, especially with iOS 13. And now we're, you know, on the cusp of iOS 14, and there are still so many things. Like, don't even get me started on Google Docs. Good Lord, Google, is it so hard to get dark mode for Google Docs? But I digress. Um, so Spark um, for, for my email client is one of, if not the best, that I found. Now, there are a few others that I've tried. And I will concede that I don't know as much about email clients uh, as I should because there's about a bajillion of them. I have found Spark to be the one that I was the most happy with. Uh, the dark mode looks clean. Um, when composing messages on mobile, you can um, toggle between you know how you want the interface to look. When you're writing a message, there's like a little um, icon bar right above where you're composing the message that you can change how uh, your indent is. You can add signatures, you can um, make things italic, uh, which was a really, really nice feature they added recently because I hated when I was writing a message and I needed to use italics, but I couldn't. So it was either use all caps or figure out another way to write my message to emphasize a certain point. Now I have italics. And that does the job for me, which is really handy, uh, especially now that I'm school in school and I, I back in school and I have to write messages back and forth between TAs or other students or professors. That helps me just in a way that you know you probably don't even think about on a daily basis. Um, I like the Swift icon as well. The only downside to this, as compared to the other apps on the list, is that. This one doesn't have alt, alt app icons, so you can't choose between one and another that you feel looks better. I think that's one of the things that puts the others above this one, is that I wish, I, if it was up to me, I would wish all apps had alt, you know, different icons that I could use, especially if I'm trying to go for like, you know, completely dark look for my screen. So having all dark app icons with like a black background or something like that. I would love that. Or even if you want like a really vibrant app so that you know where it is and you hit it immediately, um, even muscle memory is fine. But you know, if you hand your phone off to somebody else, Hey, go to X, uh, and they have to sit there and stare at your screen until either you point it out or they find it after they've been through every single app or folder you have. Um, but nonetheless, spark the swipe options alone, uh, are what keep me around. Um, uh, in in a lot of other apps now they're starting to implement swipe functionality with apps so you can you know swipe on an email left you can do a full swipe a mid swipe or like a short swipe left or right or left and right and you can add various um you know commands for that so you can have like long swipe to delete the message long right swipe to archive the message you can do like you can add um, send to spam, send to archive, um, mark is unread, mark is read, um, forward, uh, reply, all these different things you can add in the swipe functionality for every single folder that you have. And you can change them up for different emails. So say like one email, you know, you get tons of trash. You can just make both left and right swipes delete 
And so you can just mindlessly go through everything. You can also highlight a bunch of them and just send them to the trash. There is a lot of uh, personalization within notifications and the swipes um, along with the themes of the background, which for me make Spark one of the best clients that I found. Uh, next on the list is my personal favorite podcast player. Now, again, you don't have to take my word for it. There are plenty, plenty of podcast apps that you can choose from, including the native podcast app uh, for Apple. However, again, this is one of those that I found when I started basically binging podcasts. Um, I didn't get into podcasts, uh, you know, I should have gotten into podcasts a long time ago, but Overcast is so good. Um, the increased playback speed is my favorite feature because I can custom, I can customize it for each individual podcast. So if one podcast I want to listen at, listen to at one and a half time speed, or I want to listen to one, you know, at normal speed, I can customize them and I don't have to worry about changing the speed for every single podcast. You can also change, you know, light or dark mode. Of course, you can change it for pure black or just like a grayish black, depending on if you have an OLED screen or you have an LCD screen. Um, you can change how many downloaded podcasts you want. You can download them to your Apple watch. That way you don't even need your phone around if, again, if you have an Apple Watch that is um, strictly GPS only or you have one for cellular only, only, uh, you can download them to your watch and then you can listen to them on the go without worrying about having your phone around and being contacted constantly. That is one of those really great features that when I'm out on a hike or a walk, um, or during a workout or something, I don't need to have my phone with me and worry about taking phone calls, you know? So that feels really good. Um, I think the voice boost, which is what it's called within the settings, is, again, another one of my favorite um, favorite features that the native client for Apple doesn't have. Some podcasts just sound quieter than others, and either it's the the medium that they're recording in it could be the program that they're using it could be the microphone it could be the way that the file is compressed when it's uploaded or before it's uploaded it could be a number of different things but uh, overcast treats them all the same if they're below a certain threshold it will boost the volume of those without like blowing your eardrums out it just slightly tweaks the voices. That way, they're just a little louder. Um, and quieter spots are just a little louder. But you can also... Um, the uh, oh man, There's a speed playback. And uh, the speed will take out any uh, like areas that have a, uh, like a dead space. It will just skip right over those. So you don't have to worry about it. Say you're a podcaster and you're creating podcasts and you have... A lot of moments where nobody is talking because you're waiting for the next person to talk or you're transitioning from one topic to another, Overcast will just skip right over those and you don't have to worry about it. Uh, and that's really cool because as somebody that edits a stupid amount, uh, it's nice to know that if I miss a certain spot um, that anybody that has Overcast or another podcast player that does this, it will just skip right over that and I don't have to worry uh, about those little mistakes in the editing process. 
but also as a listener that wants to crush as many podcasts as I can because I get behind due to whatever's going on in my daily, it's nice to know that I can speed through these podcasts really quickly. Okay, so my next app is going to be one of those ones that is for um, Android and iOS. I'm slipping it in there because I really like this one. Um, and this isn't going to be in it. Actually, it might be in the next one for, for Android only or for other operating systems. But this is one of those ones where, again, I felt like uh, it's definitely one of my favorites because of what it does. Uh, and that's going to be, and again, you guys have heard it before. Uh, so, of course, I'm going to put this in here. And no, it's not an ad. Uh, I have like six episodes. Don't worry about ads. That's not coming for a long time. Uh, my next app is Audible um, for, you know, uh, audiobooks. And of course, if you listen to any podcast or watch any YouTube videos, I'm sure you've seen the ads. But this isn't about like, oh my God, you should get a membership and oh my God, you should put in this code. No, 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 no. no. This is strictly about the app and why I love it. A, uh, if you're going to do audiobooks, or really any um, listening, I'm going to recommend getting a pair of solid Bluetooth headphones. Not, no, no, no. I'm not talking about like those headphones with the cord connecting both of them that you can put behind your neck and then you can put them in yours. No, no, no. That's dumb. And it looks dumb. Either get corded or get Bluetooth. But that's a whole other thing. Here's the thing. If you're going to listen to anything, you should have Bluetooth headphones. Uh, because even though the audio quality isn't going to be as good as, say, you know, wired headphones, because that's one of the perks of wired headphones, and that's why a lot of people are really uppity about the loss of a headphone jack, because that, that's it. But if you don't really care that you, you're not getting, uh, you know, as much bass or as much treble or, you, you know, whatever in your... Um, you know, in your audio and you just want, you know, good or even great sound, you're not going to have perfect sound like you would, but get a pair of good Bluetooth headphones. For me, uh, naturally, I use AirPods because I'm not there for, you know, how great they sound. I'm there because of the functionality with iOS and how great it is with handoff and with Siri and with, you know, telling, you know, Siri to do stuff. You know, I tell my AirPods, to call people all the time. And it's one of the greatest things there because especially when I'm driving, just tell Siri what to do and she goes off and does it. So get a pair of good Bluetooth headphones. That is a side recommendation that I'm honestly going to say is one of the best, whether you're going to the gym, whether you're driving, whether you know, you're walking to and from class, whatever, get a pair of solid, good Bluetooth headphones. You can go, um, for, me, again, I have AirPods. You can get the new AirPods Pro, but I'd also recommend like the, God, what are they called? The Sony XM1003, something like that. Uh, they're, they're really great. Uh, those are fantastic. Um, but you can also, if you have a Samsung phone, you can get like Galaxy Buds. Google has new headphones coming out. Amazon have earbuds coming. You know, everybody has earbuds. Whatever program you, whatever operating system you have, there's earbuds for you. So do that. You have no idea how great being like wireless is until you have good Bluetooth headphones. It's just awesome. Anywho, Audible. I like its dark mode. Um, I really like the 
uh, speed playback feature. Again, it's one of those good ones because I tried using Overdrive, which is a free app. There's also Libby. Um, both of those apps basically let you sign in with your library card, and you can get you can get uh, you know audiobooks for free that way. So that's awesome. Uh, you know, you're not going to hear me talking about it. if you're reading or listening to books. Period. I think that's dope. Um, for me, Audible has been the one that I chose from the start um, because it was the most well known, but it was also one that I could get like a free book to start off with to decide whether or not I liked it. Um, and the the downside to those free apps that I was talking about earlier, and of course, like Audible is free to download, but of course you have to have a membership. Um, or you can do like the free trial thing, but that's not important. Um, what I found with those apps was the speed playback increased the pitch of the playback volume. So what that means is if you are listening to something at the standard 1x, you know, normal speed, and then you increase it to 1.25 or 1.5, what it does is it speeds it up, but it also increases the pitch, which means that the voice of the person that you're listening to becomes higher. So you get like that chipmunk sound to whatever you're listening to. And with audiobooks, that's really dumb because a great narrator can make or break a book. And if you're trying to listen um, to something with, you know, a little faster and you increase the speed, it just breaks whatever the narrator was doing, whether it's voices or, or um, pauses or breaths or um, introductions of new characters, stuff like that. It, it kind of breaks the book uh, and you can't really do that. Now, whether or not Overdrive has fixed that, because that's what I was using at the time, I don't know. I really hope they have, and, you know, someone feel free to tell me. But Audible from the start didn't do that. And so I was able to jump right in, start listening, and it was perfect. Um, again, Audible has light and dark mode. Any app that you have, if it doesn't have a dark mode, trash. Instant trash for me. Uh, everything has dark mode. Now, does that make it true? No, of course not. There are plenty of apps that don't have a dark mode that are perfectly fine. Are they perfectly fine in my book? No, but that's that's not important. Uh, so the dark mode. Um, how far you can skip ahead or rewind is also fantastic. You can jump ahead different chapters. You can rewind different chapters. You can skip ahead 30 seconds, 40 seconds, or 45 seconds, or back 15 seconds. Um, you can change up forward and rewind how far you want to jump back and forth. So that's great. You can also save clips, which um, came out this past year, which is great. So you can save like little bookmarks for different books. Um, another thing is, uh, of course, adding bookmarks, which is fantastic. Um, you can sync it across your devices, but you can also have um, one account for multiple devices, which is great. If you have a family, you want to listen to multiple books at different times, you can just have one account and then one person has it on their phone and another person has it on their phone and you guys can listen to different books at the same time and not worry about one interfering with the other. So that's great. Um, another feature they recently added for iOS, which has been native for Android for a long time, um, is the ability to purchase books in-app which is one thing that you would think, yeah, duh. But unfortunately, with the way the App Store runs, any purchases made in-app 
Apple gets a cut of that and they take a pretty big cut of that. I think it's 30%, but um, someone feel free to correct me uh, if that's not the case. I'm pretty sure it's 30%. So uh, that's what I would say for that uh, is one big downside. So whether or not you can like actually purchase full size book or like full books with your credit card or with Apple Cash, I don't think that's ever coming. But who knows, that might change. But what you can do is you can purchase books in app via credits. Uh, now, Audible does this thing with credits where you can go to the website, you can purchase credits, and each credit, you get one, each credit, um, you can get a book with that one credit. So say you buy three credits for 30 bucks, but the book that you want to get is about 20 Well, that means that you've basically just saved money. Uh, which is great because then you can get two more books for much cheaper. So that's awesome. Uh, Audible is probably my favorite. You can also like pause your membership, which is great. Um, or you can cancel your membership and pick it back up later. Uh, what's the difference? Um, it's dependent on like your specific circumstance, um, whether or not, you know, you're financially tight at that point in time and you need a little extra cash in the bank. That's a great option as well. So it doesn't delete, you know, your entire account and library and stuff like that. Um, it also syncs with your Amazon account. So that's fantastic. So if you go to the Amazon website, you can buy books there uh, and they'll send them straight over. Another great thing is um, something called WhisperSync, uh, where you can buy a book for Kindle and have the audiobook and you can read along as the person is narrating, which is really cool if you're trying to really get into a book or you're really immersed or something like that. So that's really great. Um, again, personally, I love Audible just because of the fact of basically how it sounds and the amount of content that they have. Um, final, final app recommendation is going to be one that I discovered a little late in having an Apple Watch that I really wish I had discovered sooner. Um, and that's Auto Wake. Uh, and man, how to describe this one. Um, basically one thing, one downside that I've found that I didn't realize was a problem until someone pointed it out to me was how alarms work for phones. Um, is like, you can choose like a song or you can choose like, um, some, you know, sound that you already have, uh, in that app or, or whatever. Uh, and then that's what wakes you up every day. Or if you just have vibrate only, that's what wakes you up every day. Um, and man, is that annoying, especially on days where like you don't have to be up at an exact time, but you want to be up around that time to kind of get back in the rhythm of things. That's kind of where auto wake comes in. You can set specific alarms, wake me up at this time, no matter what. Um, you can change the intensity of the vibration. You can also um, change the sound for your Apple Watch. This isn't for your phone, this is for your Apple Watch. So you, when you're wearing your watch to go to bed, it'll be the one that wakes you up. But the best thing, the one that separates it from like your regular alarm clock app, is it will detect when you are in uh, like the lightest sleep that you're in. So when your body is you know, out of REM sleep, the deepest sleep that you're in, and slowly coming up as you're like getting ready to wake up. When you're in your lightest sleep, that's when it will wake you up. And that is so nice. It is so nice when I wake up and I'm like, yeah, 
I was probably going to wake up soon anyways. That's cool. That feels so damn good. Instead of waking up when I'm like still deep sleep and I just like wake up and want to crush my watch. But auto wake doesn't do that. You can choose like um, how deep asleep, like light, medium or um, deep sleep. You can choose like, again, like the um, strict wake me up at this time. You can choose like a window. So like you can choose within a window of light sleep. So like 15, 30, 45 minutes. Um, all of that stuff you can choose. And because it's a complication on Apple Watch, you can set a different watch face for that. So that's what I have. I have like my daytime watch face and then I have my nighttime watch face. Uh, and so auto wake goes center, like right there in the middle. So I know it will tell you like how long you have until you're supposed to be up. It's just, it is really nice. Of course, it syncs with the health app so you can see like how much sleep you're getting stuff like that. Um, it doesn't measure the quality of sleep that you're getting. That's another app that uh, I might recommend another time, but I think these these will be good enough for this week. I don't want to get too heavy into uh, iOS apps because I could talk forever. Um, but again, I think uh, all of these are fantastic, and I think no matter what you choose to, to use, I think every single one of these... Uh, any person with iOS uh, or, um, you know, iPad OS, either one of those, you, you'll be good to go with these. Um, there are a bunch of other apps that deserve um, mentioning, but again, I want to hold off on that for like a, another time. Uh, I think that's going to do it for this week. So if you have any questions, comments, concerns, feel free to let me know and uh, I'll see you next time. Okay, bye.